Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so glad, great to have you here with us on our show today. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get them or watch the show daily on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Coming up on today's show, I'm so thrilled to welcome in Jason Jordan, the Director of Basketball Recruiting for Sports Illustrated, and he joins us here on the program. Jason, the time is greatly appreciated. Welcome into the Duke Show, my friend. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. We're excited to talk basketball recruiting. We love it in Durham. We love following uh, kind of the recruits that are going to star for Coach K over the past 42 seasons. But that's what's different. Now it's John Shire leading the recruiting charge. Tell me a little bit about the transition that we've seen. Well, I mean, you know, changing of the guard, it's never easy. Um, uh, seems paints. I was there when Kay did the presser announcing that he was retiring. And um, I remember um, it was raining that day. I'll never forget it. I was, it was raining that day when I was, well, I even wrote this, The girl, uh, one of the security guards uh, was walking in, uh, an older woman, and she said, and um, even the angels know that, Coach K is leaving college basketball, <laughs> so you know. I mean, I I well know. I, I live uh, I live in Raleigh, so I you know I I know how it is, man. Um, but I think the transition is going to be um, a good one. You guys got a great one in John Shire. I've known John forever, um, so uh, I think he's high IQ guy. He's done a lot of things on the bench already, uh, drawing up plays and you know calling different sets and. So he's got experience without having experience. And uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a, a good trend, a good transition, but I think he'll be successful. I think in, in the end, he'll be successful. And obviously he's getting talent. So. And so now we've got this changing of the guard, as you said, John Shire's taking over and he's put together his first class. The timing worked out well because this past season, coach case focused on his guys and what a year it was. It resulted in a run all the way to the final four. But Shire, meanwhile, was able to put together his own class of 2022 recruits, the number one class in the country. That's never been done before. I don't know, Jason, that that's ever going to be done again, that a coach in waiting is able to put together the number one recruiting class in the land. Yeah, that's that's remarkable. That's remarkable. But it's a testament to John. And John, you know, while Coach K was there, you know, John was making – his mark as a, an, an amazing recruiter, right? So it's not because it's Duke. It's, you know, I mean, yeah, it is because it's Duke, obviously. We'll give that the foundational, yeah. But um, all of the, the kids that I talk to love John Shire, and that's been the case for years, right? They love talking, oh, John Shire called me. I talked to Derek Lively, I'll never forget. And he was like, you know, because everybody, when we did stories like everybody else on, you know, what does this mean? You yeah. Know, right? Yeah, you know, Kay's not there. You know, he's like, oh, I, you know, Coach K, Derek Lively. Coach K's a legend, but I love John Shire. You know, and that was the the tone of everybody. People were like, I wonder if this kid's going to run to Reek White. I remember people were like, I wonder if the Reek White kid's going to stay. I wonder if not. But, you know, in the back channels, it was, they were all like, huh? Well, <laughs> you know, so it's always funny to hear people scramble. But 
um, that's a testament to John. You know, John's an amazing recruiter. He's uh, knows how to connect with guys on different levels, and um, they all love and respect him. So I think well, uh, you know, maybe the game is getting talent. Yeah, and that's exactly what he's been able to do, the number one recruiting class. And you talk talent, let's get into it. The 2022 class, you mentioned yeah. the first two guys right there that I want to start off with, Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead. Let's start with Lively the second first. Tell me about Derek. I mean, what kind of player is Duke basketball getting? Mark Williams exits, he goes off to the league, and now there's a need there in the middle. Right. So, you, you know, Mark Williams leaves a shot blocker extraordinaire <laughs> and you bring in a drop shot blocker extraordinaire. I mean, uh, Derek never saw a shot that he didn't like to swat. So, um, but you know, a guy who can also step out and knock down threes. I think that's where he's a little different than Mark. Um, he can he can hurt you from the perimeter, and I think you'll you know, we'll see opportunities for him to do that this year. Like I, you know, John's never been uh, shy about letting you know. If that's what if you can do that, you can stretch the defense. You know, if you're open, he'll be able to pull it. And he was knocking that down efficiently in his last summer in the EYBL. So um, a guy who two-way guy for sure impacts the game in multiple ways. Um, strong rebounder. Obviously, he's seven foot, kind of slightly over seven feet tall. Um, super active, and he plays with an amazing motor. Uh, great mentality guy, um, great locker room guy, but just obviously um, an insane talent and a guy who um, is going to definitely produce on both ends from day one for John. The other guy that we mentioned at the top of the class, Derek Whitehead, from up in New York, but also spent time at Montverde Academy, was high school teammates as an eighth grader with R.J. Barrett, as Duke fans uh, love to talk about the line of talent going through that academy. Uh, tell us about Derek Whitehead, Jason. Well, talk about a winner. I mean, he's got four uh, <laughs> national title rings there at Montverde. I mean, not Mont too shabby. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Um, you know, he was actually our SIL American Player of the Year. This year um, had an amazing year with my bird led him to, you know, his last national title and, you know, just a winner, a warrior on the court. Um, great at getting downhill, but over the years, I remember him as a ninth grader, you know, people are like, oh, he's got a lot of potential. He's really athletic. And that was the thing when he was in ninth grade. He's like, he's super athletic. So at my bird, you're going to sit, you know, because they, they got uh, savages in the starting lineup. So if you're a young guy, you're going to sit and you're going to learn. And he took that. I, I thought I was because he, he always had a reputation for being one of the top guys, even back in the ninth grade in his class. So um, the way he handled that um, and the way he kind of just learned as an understudy is the, the multitude of stars that came before him and were upperclassmen. I think he reaped a lot of that, a lot of benefits from that um, and just growing as a player. And we saw it come to fruition his senior year. And But if you remember, you know, when he played with Cade and all those guys and um, Scotty. You know, he would average like nine points, 10 points here. But then in summer, you look and be like, oh, my God, Derek's averaging 22. In the EY. <laughs> and he said that was, the you know, you play a role in Montverde. You know, you don't come to Montverde and average 25 again. It's not going to happen because you're playing with six five-star guys. So um, it's for the, um, you know, it's, it's like Duke. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're coming in this year and you're playing with uh, this number one recruiting class. So you're not going to average 25 a game. But um, everybody buys into their roles and everybody plays their roles to a T. And so that's going to um, that's going to bode well for him there at Duke. But I expect him to be, you know, a got three level score, obviously super athletic, going to be a, 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 a potential lockdown defender on the perimeter. And um, he plays with a winner's mentality um, because that's what he's done over the course of his career in AAU and in high school. 
taking a look at Duke's recruiting class here in 2022 alongside Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated, Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead, our first two Duke players in the books. Let's take a quick timeout. We continue with more next here on Locked On Blue Devils. Our show today of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. As we move forward here on today's edition of Lockdown Blue Devils, my name is JJ Jackson alongside Jason Jordan, the director of recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Talking about the Duke recruiting class, I want to move on to the next guy, Kyle Filipowski, Jason. It was really fun for Duke fans this past season. There were parts of the season where Lively, Whitehead, and Filipowski were all kind of passing one another as the top recruit in all of the country. We know that Whitehead got your player of the year there at Sports Illustrated, but I tell you what, people are really excited that Kyle Filipowski is going to be playing in Durham. As well, they should be. Um, You know, 6'11 guy, super versatile, and he's a guy I think that um, John will be able to run the offense through. Um, such a great facilitator, um, great vision, great guy, plays off his instincts really well. And that's the thing that, you know, um, Kay has done in the past, let let great players play off their instincts. And I know that's something that John will probably uh, borrow from his predecessor. So, um, you know, uh, I, I always said, I said, you know, last year that, you know, Duke had potentially the best high low game in college basketball with Mark and Paula. Um, but <laughs> I mean, they, they could be in for that again this year with Derek and Kyle, um, because both of them hurt you in so many different ways. And I think they, they complement each other well, um, because, uh, Kyle probably is a little more versatile and, um, great facilitator there in the middle. So, um, it's going to be tough to, it's just, it's, you're going to have to throw a lot of defensive looks at Duke because of Kyle and because of his versatility. So. You know, obviously a strong rebounder. He's also a rim protector. Um, so, you know, having those trees in there and, you know, it's it's going to be tough, man. Um, he's probably the most versatile big in that class and um, a guy who was also on one of our SL American team. You, you stole my next question. People want to know how are Lively and Filipowski going to be able to complement yeah. one another. I feel like they're going to be able to get it done. I didn't even think yeah. in the regards to – Mark's on the inside. Paulo's kind of outspreading the floor, and you've got Lively and Kyle there. So you see no reason for concern. Like, one, this Duke coaching staff is pretty smart. Two, these guys are used to playing with top yeah. competition uh, throughout their playing days that they'll be able to figure this out. Well, Derek Lively played with Jalen Duran. You know, Good people point. forget yeah. that he played with him, uh, with team, and they won everything. <laughs> they were very <laughs> – they won, they won Peach Jam. They won EY. I think they lost, like, two games all summer. And um, Derek's that, you know, they, they have the right mentality in that, you know, just, you know it's not like a uh, it, it when they when they sell the brotherhood thing, those kids really buy into that and they become like brothers like 
they whenever they commit, I mean, they're on group chats, like immediately, even before they commit. If they're really interested and they really feel like they have a chance, there are kids now that are on group chats, I'm sure. Um, so there it's like devoid of ego. So I don't think uh, give me the ball is going to be an issue there, especially with those two. They, that's not really their personality at all. Let's move on to the next guy again. It's the number one recruiting class in the country. You got a lot of players to profile right. Right. coming into Duke this year. A six-man class. The next one I want to talk about is a guy that's flying under the radar when you look at the top three that we've mentioned so far mm-hmm. in Mark Mitchell. I'm a little biased because I'm left-handed. So yeah. I, I just love all lefties out there on the game. But uh boy, from Sunrise Christian, it seems like Mark Mitchell is going to be able to play for Duke. Man, you know, a lot of a lot of uh a lot of credit went to Grady Dick at Sunrise Christian, and rightfully so, he had a great year. But I I said all year that the best player on Sunrise's team was Mark Mitchell. And to me, it it wasn't even close if you know basketball. Like, he just checked off so many boxes. Um, And as a southpaw, to your point, as a south, he's he's tougher to defend down there in the low post as a southpaw. I believe that. And so, but he, you know, he's a guy who's going to hurt you on the perimeter. He can guard multiple positions. He's a great rebounder. And he's a guy, I always say this, Mark's a guy, when he's on the court, you feel safe. Like, he's going to do the right thing. I like he's that. Make the right play. He's a safe guy. Like, he, you know, he's like, you know Mark's going to deliver. You give him the ball, he's going to deliver. You're going to have to foul him. Um, so he's a guy, I'm, he, I'm very high. And to your point, I agree. Um, very much underrated in this class. Um, you know, if he was the one coming, he'd be like, you know, on posters and billboards, <laughs> you know um he'd have the nil billion dollar you know but you know he's there with uh you know superstars and he's a superstar in his own right and i think he's a guy that um duke fans are going to certainly love and appreciate more and more i know they appreciate him now but you know it's so low it's a great problem yeah right very good problem Uh, loaded with talent but they're gonna be like oh man mark mitchell man (laughs) yeah that's the guy you know i've always said that about mark Sure. A year a year after Duke has five players drafted into the NBA, as we saw this past June, it feels good to have all these new pieces entering the mix uh, yeah. with, with Jeremy Roach coming yeah. back, the experience there. I tell you what, we're always craving for content, and Duke basketball this summer has done a great job of releasing some uncut scrimmage footage, and oh, yeah. Mark Mitchell is blowing fans away with uh, his ability to kind of do it all. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, he's going to be the one. He's going to be the one. <laughs> um, Mark, great. Just I hate to call him a utility guy because it sounds like I'm I'm buying into the underrating of him. But he's a great utility guy, you know, but, <laughs> uh, but he does everything really well, like does everything really well. He's a heck of a, a, a nightmare matchup, nightmare matchup. Great size, amazing skill set um, and understands the game at a high level. And so um, when you're checking off all those boxes with that type of talent, man, you're going to thrive. And I think that's what's going to be the case for him. Jason Jordan of Sports Illustrated joining us here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Two players left to go, and we're going to discuss them after this final timeout here today on Locked On Blue Devils. I would like to thank our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football and college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. Want to let you know about locked on ACC as well. Get more on the ACC by making locked on ACC your second listen every day. 
Host Candace Cooper and the local experts like myself of Locked On take you across the conference in 30 minutes. Make Locked On ACC your second listen today. Final segment here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Let's move on. Two more guys to talk about. The fifth member of the class originally before a reclassification that we'll get into in just a moment is Jaden Shoup. And you talk about guys flying under the radar. This is also one of my favorite recruits. And Jason, it's one of those things where you go to any other school in America, you get a top 50 recruit. You're going to be raving that a guy like Jaden Shoup is joining your program. And once again, not getting the uh, the discussions that some of the other recruits are getting. But uh, I'm curious your thoughts on shoot and what his last name is shoot. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to your point, the, the best thing that he does is to shoot. <laughs> right. But I say this, you know, he's a knockdown shooter. No doubt about it. Um, let's, so let's start with that. Amazing shooter. He's a sniper. Right. Um, and so in this team, in this lineup, as he, you know, finds minutes on the court, um, he'll get looks because you're not going to, I mean, it's just too much talent for you to key in on uh, Jaden shoot when Derek's there and when Derek's there, when Kyle's there and Mark's there, you got to be, Oh my God, now this kid, right. Um, but he'll definitely help them stretch the defense. Um, Mark's been spot up shooter, but he also shoots off the dribble. The one thing that he's very underrated about is his ability to, as a playmaker, a lot of people don't know that. Like he really handles the ball very well. He's not just a standstill shooter. Um, he can get to the rack and he can create, um, and I think, you know, I think his game will um, develop, you know, he's a guy that they'll have for a while. Like, he's not a guy who's going to be one and done, right? And that, that's no knock to him. I mean, why is that a knock to people? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, man, he's not, right? But he's going to be a guy that's going to be there, and he's going to be a guy that, you know, Duke fans love to um, scream on threes. So he's a guy that they're going to really love to cheer for because um, – he's going to be a guy who's going to be highly productive for them over the course of his career there at Duke. But I'm definitely, I agree with you, very underrated. Once again, it's the gift and the curse of having an amazing six-man class. So, um, but no knock to him. He's a you yeah. know great player. With, with Jaden Shoot from Yorkville, Illinois, Yorkville Christian, they're in the Chicago area. I mean, what kind, type of competition was Jaden Shoot going up against? Is it fair to say, you know, right. this guy really can – play well because we saw it in competition or what is kind of the scene up there like? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's not playing in the, in the EYBL, you know, but who is, let's, let's be honest. If you're playing for your, your local high school, you're like Derek's plays for Montverde. They're in the NIBC. So they're playing against Keontae George and Jaden Bradley every week. <laughs> right. But so I'm not going to knock Jaden because, you know, he's doing what 95% of the country does. And, and that is not play a national right. schedule. So, you know, he wasn't playing against uh, five-star guys like on the EYBL or the Adidas 3SSB or the, even the Under Armour Association. But, I mean, when you look at his size and his skill set, you can tell that it's – and you can see, to your point, the YouTube practices. I've seen a couple things. And, you know, it's obviously translating. I know the coaching staff is very high on him um, and his abilities. And, you know, for him to just mesh well in that group, I think I think it'll be like pain, a painstaking process. And like I said, he'll get looks. Um, to do what he does best, and that's why I think he'll thrive eventually in that system. Next, the final man of the class is Tyrese Proctor. He was a 2023 commit and then reclasses. He's just won the Asia Cup for the Australian national team yeah. and is going to be arriving in Durham here before the start of the school year. Yeah. What is Duke getting in Tyrese Proctor? 
Well, they're getting another ball handler, right? Another ball handler who can do a multiple things, a combo guard. Uh, he can slide over and run the, the point when Jeremy's out and they can play together for sure. They can play interchangeable and they will play interchangeable. Um, high level, three level, high, le high volume, three level scorer. And um, a guy who um, slippery with the handle can get into the lane, gets to his spots very well, but very high IQ guy. And uh, a guy, once again, they're go they're gonna love Tyrese there. I'm telling you, um, you know, he played at the um, the the Nike Hoop Summit, and you know, a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's pretty good," but you know, he, he didn't have the best showing there. It was good. It wasn't what he'd done all year, um, and I think people kind of slept on him after that. But I'm telling you, you know, Tyrese Proctor's a bad man. <laughs> you, he, he, that's a bad man, you know. So. For him to um they they had a lot of confidence in him for for them to call him up you know to come on a little earlier and knowing that he's going to play in the he'll certainly be a rotation guy got to play heavy minutes for them um so uh because he can be used interchangeably in the backcourt um he's definitely going to thrive in that system and i think he'll work well with jeremy and he played in the NBA Global Academy, yeah. so he's got that experience. And you mentioned with his age and being a, an international prospect, a lot of people thought, well, wait a minute, if he waits until 2023, maybe he doesn't play college ball at all. So from the Duke perspective, at least we get to see this guy wear the Duke uniform this upcoming season. Playing with Jeremy, that's where I want to end because obviously, yeah. Jason, as you mentioned, you're there in the heart of ACC country. You're one of the top guys, one of the best guys uh, when it comes to recruiting. You remember Jeremy Roach's days playing yeah. alongside Trevor Keels uh, at St. Paul the Sixth. there. What do you expect from him going into his third year at Duke? Well, you couldn't have scripted it better for Duke fans, right? No um, how about the, the NCAA tournament this kid had, right? Um, <laughs> just, I mean, he looked like he was on an one mixtape tour. I, <laughs> I was in Greenville when they went to the Sweet 16. I was like, my Goodness, <laughs> good gracious! This where's this guy been all year? But um, to end that way, I think was the perfect setup for um, what I believe is going to be um, a stellar junior season. And I know the coaching staff is put is putting a lot on him because they know that he can handle it. And so, you know, people a lot of people forget Jeremy did not play his senior year of high school because he tore his ACL. And so before that, you know, he was. Uh, a lot of people had him as a number one point guard in the class. Um, just a guy who's doing what, who's doing what he's doing now. He he'd always done that, right? Um, so, but again, you sometimes it's a process, you know, especially at a place like Duke where it's crowded and there's a log jam, and there are always there are five guys that are as good or not better, if not better than you. Um, and sometimes you have to take your talents take a back seat, but in due time. They, you know, if it's real, it's, you know, cream rises to the top, as they say. Right. So and that's what's going on with Jeremy. You know, it's his time now. And I think he's stepping into that role. I think he um, the coaches are certainly behind him. And I think that, uh, you know, he's in for an amazing year because I think it's the confidence has started to to come back. And I think it's at an all time high now. So he's going to start the year at an all time high confidence wise. And he's already got the physical tools. So when that. You know, and that marries, is it turns out to tend to be special. Well, it's certainly time for Jeremy Roach to take over the Duke basketball program. It's also time for our listeners and viewers to follow you on Twitter, at Jason Jordan SI, for remarkable coverage. Thank you again for joining me on the show today, Jason. This was a whole lot of fun. Indeed, man. Thanks for having me. Look forward to doing it again.
That's Jason Jordan. He is the Director of College Basketball Recruiting for Sports Illustrated, joining us on today's edition of Locked on Blue Devils. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.